0: Good evening, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live broadcast. I want to remind you to get in touch with us if you have any prayer requests, questions, or testimonies. You can contact me through jasondemars.com or by email at demjas at gmail.com or you may call me at 612 293 Six eight four six. We sure appreciate you, and we thank everyone for the the questions and the testimonies that you've sent in. Um, a few of them are ones that we'll eventually answer uh, by video, but many of them, of course, have been ones that we've answered privately um, regarding questions people have had regarding the message, and um, we just want you to want you to know that we love you and we're praying for you. And again, if you have specific prayer requests, please let me know. I do my best to pray over each one of those. Uh, we're going to continue. This is part 14 on the book of Ephesians, and we're still in chapter 4. And we're starting at verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Putting away lying. Sometimes it's astounding to me to see after all that Paul has spoken about our position in Jesus Christ, that he comes to this place in the book and he encourages everyone, put away lying. But it uh, really shows just our need, our constant need for walking in sanctification in Christ, the continued need for uh, following him, listening to him for the convicting work of the Spirit of God and, and for that growth that needs to constantly be happening. Um, it's so critical. We need to put away lying and speak truth uh, every man speak every man truth with his neighbor. Uh, in in uh, scripture uh, and in the Christian walk, lying uh, we understand lying is a deception. You know, it's where you're purposely withholding the truth from someone else. So the idea here is. It's not just speaking about, well, when you purposely deceive someone for your own gain. It's really speaking of lying in any format. Um, you know, lying when you're trying to protect the feelings of another person. I think as Christians, sometimes that's the thing that we're most guilty of, that we don't want to sp- speak the plain truth to people because of our fear of their feelings. We need to be in the position in our walk with God where we're fearing God more than we're fearing the feelings of people. And I'm afraid that this too in turn turns into a man-centered, man-based religion uh, when we're afraid of man more than we're fearing God. And that's due to the false idea, false doctrine of the goodness of God only. Um, Paul says, Behold the goodness and severity of God. We have to have both of those things together. Otherwise we misunderstand sin, the heinousness of our sin against God and against others. We excuse it because we don't see... Uh, We don't have the fear of the Lord in our hearts. The Bible says we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And there's no exception to that. We will all face judgment for our deeds done in the body. Now that judgment that Christians face, we've already passed from death to life. And it says we'll not come into condemnation. We're not going to the judgment of of the white throne condemnation but during what we call the tribulation period the marriage supper of the lamb there will be a judgment of reward and some people will receive a very small reward and and will be responsible for very little in the millennium and the internal kingdom or they'll receive a great reward and receive be responsible for much in the king in the kingdom and so the the key of point i'm trying to make here is that don't dislocate the severity of the goodness and the severity of god god is good god is patient god is also just god gives people space and time to repent but there's a place where it comes you have you have done despite Despot to the grace of God, you've crossed that place where God says, now it's my severity. You know, the, the nation of Israel continually rejected the prophets. God extended grace. Some people responded. They finally rejected the Son of God, Jesus Christ, crucified him, said, let his blood be on us and on our children. And God finally said, Okay, now you will have my severity. Now you will have my justice. God turned from dealing with Israel to deal with the Gentiles. And that's the scripture where it says, Behold the goodness and severity of God. goodness to the wild olive tree. We we didn't deserve it, but God extended his goodness to us. And to the Jews who... uh, despised his grace, despised his offer. Finally, they, they completely stepped over it and God said, okay, you've reached the point where now it's time for my severity. We don't understand as Christians too often that even, even us, because of lying, dishonesty, the things that paul talks about in the rest of these verses that we cross over to experience the severity of god no we won't receive ultimate if you're born of the spirit of god god's severity is at, in our lives is actually his goodness to lead us to repentance to lead us to further experiences in his grace to lead us to growth it's when we say no I will not progress no I will not stop lying no I will not control my tongue that God says now you have my severity because I'm not gonna allow you to live this way any further and so we experience God's wrath but it's his loving wrath if that makes any sense because it's not him saying I hate you, and I'm sending you to hell. No, it's God saying, I love you, so I'm giving you a taste of my severity so that you will repent, that you'll turn away from this sin in your life and get closer and more like Jesus Christ. That's his love. His, his anger doesn't last forever, but his mercy is new every morning. Put a, put away lying. Speak the truth with each other. Don't don't deceive each other for the purpose of protecting each other's feelings. God doesn't accept that. That's not right. Speak the truth. For we are members one of another. Why should we not lie to each other? Don't deceive someone who's a part of you. That's. That's sinning against yourself. Don't do that. 26. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So, you can be angry and not sin. How so? When you're not angry against people, but you're angry against sin and immorality, against wickedness, against corruption. You can be angry against those things. We can. You can be angry against the evil that people do against other people. But sin not. Don't let it lead you into other wickedness. Um, also, when it's when you have come to that place where you're upset, you're frustrated, bring a resolution to that. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, be quick to bring a resolution to your anger. If you're angry against sin, okay, it's time to sigh and cry for the abominations done in the city. It's time to pray for the people that are afflicted by the evil that's in their heart and that's in the world. Don't bring it to the place where you're angry and you want to kill the person. You're angry and you want to destroy them. You're angry and you want to gossip and be malicious towards that person. Don't bring it to that place. Bring a resolution. If it's something that you must speak to the person about it, do it in love. Do it with grace in your heart and do it with wanting a resolution. Not do it with wanting, I've got to get this off my chest. don't like this about you. I don't want No, you don't you don't do that. You approach the person with love. That's why you first need to deal with your own heart. Deal with the sin that's in your heart. Take out the 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 two by four that's in your eye before you go and take out the speck of sawdust that's in someone else's eye. Deal with the sin that's in you, in your heart, if it's anger, if it's if it's Uh, wanting to get revenge, get even, deal with that. Then go and speak to the person about the situation, as long as you're doing it in love and with the grace of Christ in your heart. But bring a resolution to this problem, if it's by prayer, if it's by forgiveness, if it's by confrontation. But do it all, focusing on the love of Christ, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 27, neither give place to the devil. So how do we give place to the devil? By letting the sun go down on our wrath. By stewing in our anger. By allowing bitterness to be created inside of our hearts. Leading us to further and further sin. That's giving place to the devil. You open yourself up to demonic attack and influence when you don't bring a resolution to the issues you have with other people. Whether that be your wife, children, friends, any, anyone you're, you're involved with, it's critical. Bring a resolution to it in the fear of God and the love of Christ. Verse 28, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, let him work working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needs. Look at the motive that Paul is suggesting here in your heart. Don't steal anymore. Stealing, obviously, is the breaking of the Ten Commandments. It goes against the Word of God. It's violating other people. It's violating what that which belongs and by right belongs to another person. Uh, don't steal Don't be like don't even use Robin Hood as an example to say, "Hey, I'm going to steal from the rich and give to the poor." No, that's not the right example. That's not scriptural. It's against the word of God. Work. Let him work. Don't steal any more. Work with your hands. That which is good. Find a good trade. Find a good work. Find a good job. Not being. becoming a pimp or a prostitute or, or uh, uh, doing things that cause damage to other people, no, swindling people, find something, find a good trade, learn to do it, work hard for what motivation so that you can be a giver. Why should you be a giver? God is a giver. If God is in you, it brings you to be a giver. Verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Edifying means building up. Corrupt, don't let any kind of corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Corrupt means rotten or worthless. Um, No cursing come out of your mouth. No filthy jokes, no innuendos. Um, People can be guilty of that. Be careful what you speak. Your words carry power with them as out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think, you speak, and that becomes a reality in your life. So, don't let anything against the Word of God come out of your mouth. Let things come out of your mouth that build up, that minister, that bring grace to the people that are listening. How important then is our tongue? Let our tongue be used for building up and not tearing down and you know, in this in this sense of uh, building up and not tearing down with our tongue. It says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. How do you grieve the Spirit of God? You grieve the Spirit of God by your actions, but by your words that come out of your mouth. Look what he says next. Both of the verses on either side of this this important verse grieve not the Holy Spirit of God both are dealing with the tongue let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice be kind one to another it has to do with actions yes but it has to do with speaking and thinking (laughs) don't you know uh, anger and wrath are thought Sins that lead to vo- lip sins and action sins, but grieve not the Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed until the day of redemption. This speaks of eternal security in Christ. You're when you have received the Holy Spirit, you're sealed until the day of redemption. A seal, uh, there speaks of a stamp it's a s- security mark of preservation it's to say okay this person here's the letter it's put together you put the wax on it and you stamp it now it says this is from this person to this person and it's go it 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 will not be taken off until it's been delivered to that person and we will not be taken off. The Spirit of God will not be taken off until we've reached the day of our redemption. The day of our redemption when we receive an immortal body. And so we're sealed with that regardless of our behavior. We are sealed to the day of redemption. And Paul is challenging us not to live a low and weak Christian life. He's challenging us to come up higher. Use your tongue to edify, not to tear down. Don't allow anger to be seated in your heart because that leads to evil speaking. Don't speak evil against people. Don't use your tongue to tear down, use your tongue to build up. You know, malice. These words are terrible things, but the the truth is that we as Christians allow them to be built up inside of us. We might say, well, we've forgiven them, but our heart will be full of bitterness towards them. That's not the right approach to take. We have to put it away. Put away those things from you. Lift them up and take them away. Get them out of you. Don't let them weigh you down the picture there be put away is speaking of to sail away this is like a hebrew thought sail away from evil speaking wrath and malice you know malice speaks of like a malignity a depravity so it's like it's like there's a a malignant Tumor, it spreads and it kills. That's the picture there. Don't let this bitterness to spread and kill. Clamor, says put away all, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. Clamor is an outcry. Evil speaking, it's obviously clear, but the word is blasphemia. Um, vilification can be against God or it can be against man, speaking against man or speaking against God. Put that away from you with all malignity, that which is corrupt and spreads amongst you. And here's the antidote. I know we've gone long, excuse me. And be kind one to another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. The reality is that there's difficulties and there's hard things that come among us because if we don't use our tongue for edifying, if we're not careful about what we speak, we cause hurt to other people. Paul says, deal with it, confront people, talk to people about it in love, forgive and move on. Forgive and seek forgiveness. Excuse me. Kind speaks. Be kind. Be kind. The word "kind" there literally means to be employed. In other words, to be useful. Um, To be virtuous. To be mild. To be pleasant. So, be be servants. Be useful. Be pleasant to each other. Don't be rude. Don't be harsh. Don't say, well, that's just the way I am. No, you're going to need to, by the Spirit of God, change so that you reflect this usefulness, kindness, and goodness to other people. Being tender-hearted, well-compassioned, being sympathetic to other people. You're not so focused on self that you can't see the hurt in other people's hearts. See the hurt in other people's hearts. Listen to them. Listen to what they have to say. Use your two ears to listen twice as much as your one mouth. Listen to them. Enter into the suffering that they have. If one member suffers, all suffer with it. Suffer with them. That's compassion. compassion means to passion means to suffer, come means with, suffer with them. Um, forgiving one another even as God. Our forgiveness has its basis in the fact that God forgave us for the sake of Jesus Christ. So. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. We sure appreciate you and love you. May the Lord richly bless you.